What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the game plan. NFL week six main slate DFS and betting angles breakdown. My name is Kevin Allen, aka the geek from DFS Army, and I've got the man with the plan, the elbow to fist assassin, a man who's known as Andrew Jackson in the South because of the trail of tears he leaves across all of the strip clubs in Tampa. John Statsation Alessia, what's up, my man? Yeah, that's uh, quite the intro. Uh, uh, I, spent, I spent a lot of time working on that one. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You got to spend more time trying to win some contests. <laughs> probably right. Probably <laughs> right. And as always, what do we do on the game plan? We go through the entire NFL Week 6 main slate from a betting angles and daily fantasy perspective. We're going to zero in on a core four of games that we think uh, are the best games to build our lineups around this week. So we're excited to get into that. But before we do, we have to mention our sponsor. Owner's Box Fantasy. Owner's Box Fantasy allows you to play daily fantasy from a super, super flex perspective. So it's a 2QB system. It's basically very similar to all of the other salary cap style games, but it's a super flex game. And I love super flex, John. I love Superflex. I like two quarterbacks. You can build extra correlation. And you know the other great thing about owner's boxes? I'm going to tell you. Overlay. Massive amounts of overlay every single week, guys. I've been telling you about this every week on the show. When, when a newer DFS site is coming up and they're trying to attract members, one of the things they do is they overlay their contest. They make the contest larger than what they can fill. So it's essentially free money in the contest. And these guys have been giving away $10 free entries to their big Sunday contest every week. Actually, if you go there now and you just sign up using the code in the description to, of this video you uh, and you use promo code Drew9, you get a $10 entry. And chances are, if it keeps going the way it has, they'll send you another one during the week when the overlay is happening. So basically, you don't even need to put a credit card in. You don't need to make a deposit. You just go over there, sign up, and they give you 10 bucks to play with. It's pretty cool. That's my kind of sponsor. I like free shit. I'll drive like three towns over if there's like something going on, some free shit going on. I'm like, I'll go. Are you the guy who drives way out of the way to get the cheaper gas? No, I don't do that with the gas. I don't do that with the gas, but I will tell you what I do. On on Black Friday, back in the day, Staples used to give away all kinds of free shit at the store. It's like you come in, you get like a like an extension cord. It was all junk, like a like a calculator. My ass be getting up at 6 a.m. Like, I'm going to Staples. Fuck, get that free shit. Get some, get some cheap ink for your, your printer. Like, yeah, I'll get some ink. Not you. you. You're not. No, that was, that is that is not me. It and it probably should be like we should all we should all probably not waste. I am extremely. I I am I'm pretty good in certain areas. Like when it comes to sports betting, I'm I'm like very strict in what I do. I like I don't waste. And then in my personal life, my regular life, it's like I no one wastes more money than I do just on on shit. Like I just you know I don't care. Like I'm not. I'm not shopping for the best price. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just doing what's convenient. Man, I'm the opposite. And by the way, on sports books, I'm like a lunatic for the deals. I if if there's a if there's a 
$5,000 risk-free bet on Caesars right now, which they have, like I'm doing the full $5,000 free bet. Like I always max out those, those free things that they give you. I think as a consumer, you've got to take advantage of that. These companies are bending over for all intents and purposes to get your business. So as long as you twist it to your own evil means, which is taking advantage of them, I want to put it back. They're trying to take advantage of me. No, I take advantage of you, motherfucker. You know what I do? I go, you got go to the coffee shop. They give you the free refill of the coffee. Man, I'll have fucking five cups of coffee. You don't work me. Well, there was the guy who took, you know, there was the big story. When you get these media stories, and they don't really fully dive into the whole thing. But there was a guy in Atlantic City, I don't know if you remember, a few years ago, had taken the casinos for millions of dollars playing blackjack. He, what essentially he was doing was taking advantage of all of the the perks that they give you and he was he was getting the game he he was able to get them because he was such a high roller he was able to get the game in his favor um and make million and then of course they they bitched about it uh when he took them for millions of dollars it's funny uh you know I know these the, the syndicate guys with the MMA he actually works with those guys <laughs> this guy I brought him up in conversation didn't know he worked with them because we were talking about some stories these guys were talking about like we were talking about the Phil Ivey story with him taking in. Uh, yeah, I saw that. With, with that, they knew Phil Ivey. And then I mentioned this guy and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, he works with us. So, um, yeah, it's funny, though. You can take you. Listen, sometimes these these casinos and sports books, they're you know, they're not always stupid. But sometimes, hey, if they're going to give you the money, take advantage of it. They, it's not that they're stupid. They assume that you're stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to tell you what people do. And, and I, I I want you to do a show about that. I've been talking about this on those. And sorry, guys, we're going to go on a little tangent before we break this down. But I'm a, I, I think this is important info, like especially if you bet on sports. And of course, John representing the Sharp app um, is the sports betting specialist. So um, one of the things that they do is they give you this free bet. Right. But they assume because most people do the wrong. I believe the wrong thing. Most people take the the risk free bet and they're like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to do some stupid long parlay thing. All right, I'm going to, uh, since it's risk-free, I'm going to get silly with it, right? And then they lose that bet. Now, now when they give you the money back, that money's locked in. You can't remove it from the site. The free money that they give you is essentially locked on. Like, you have to play it through so many times, you're never going to see it. Or you really have to be an amazing better. But they that locks you into their site and their system. So my feeling is, if you're going to offer me a $5,000 free bet, I'm not betting a, a, a plus 2,000 ridiculous thing. What I'm doing is I'm I'm taking a 50-50 bet or even better. I'm betting a minus 250 money line that can't lose or that I don't think can lose. Like I'm going to try to win the bet, a conservative bet. Let me turn twenty the 5K into 7,500, pull my 5K out, play with their money, $2,500. That's how I do it. Yeah, well, just know how many round trips that they're they, they are forcing. You know, sometimes sometimes it's it's different uh, where you don't need to make that many round trips, and in that case, you're you're okay betting the the long shot. But yeah, you're right. When they make you, when it's like, you know, you you've got to bet that a thousand times before you see it. Yeah, take the take the shorter money and 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 just be gone with it. You can do those promotions and wind up with a thousand dollars in seven different sportsbooks accounts in your state. And of no cost. And that's the most amazing. This is what I'm saying. Like people talk about how do I build my bankroll? That's how you build a bankroll. Like take advantage. And the same thing with owner's box. If they're giving you 
thousands and thousands of dollars worth of overlay and free entries into their contest, that's a go in there and just take the free shit. It's easy. Anyway, all right, let's get into this. Uh, I'm excited about week six. Um, there's a couple of really, really interesting standout games, John. And also, it's a shorter week in terms of the number of games on the slate. We've got bye weeks. There's only 10 games on the main slate. So it's that it's a really nice mix. And by the way, I want to also recommend this week, guys, play those afternoon contests because you could really like MME that. It reminds me of the Thanksgiving slate. I think there's only um, three or four games in the afternoon. It's uh, How many is it? It's three. So it reminds me of a Thanksgiving slate, my favorite style of slate, three-gamer. So we're... We're going to be interested in that afternoon slate this week, but let's get right into it, John. Um, big game of the week in the core four. We're going to start with the Chargers and the Ravens. And man, these this is just really fresh in my mind. We're all just really recently off of that Lamar Jackson Monday night bonanza. The other bonanza last week was Justin Herbert. So we've got the two quarterbacks who lit up the scoreboard last week, taking each other on. Very exciting game. 52 and a half point or 52 point game total. Two and a half point spread for the Ravens. Watch this line, guys, because it is moving. It's moving fast. Um, I, I, all right, I'm going to ask you, John, let's, let's talk betting angles. Two and a half, three points. If you go to, it looks like uh, points bet right now, you can get the three. The rest of it is two and a half. Obviously, you want the plus three or the minus two and a half, depending on what side of the bet you are on. But tell me if this one stands out to you from a betting angles perspective. Yeah, um, I actually like I like Baltimore here in this game. So um, I don't know. I think the I think the market's going to be. I'd have to look. I haven't checked it where the money is um, on this. I think it's going to be fairly split because of the reason you said. Well, yeah, I like the other wrong. side. Now of that bet. I look at it, who do you, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, if this data is correct, um, there's more money on the Chargers. So that makes me feel a little bit better. There you um, go. And I guess just because of how good they've looked, they scored a ton of points. They should, they, they should not have won the game. Um, or I shouldn't say they shouldn't have won. They shouldn't have covered the game last week. I'm still a little upset about that because I did have uh, Cleveland, but that game was unbelievable. They couldn't stop Cleveland. And that's a team, you know, Cleveland, we've seen weeks where they couldn't do anything, right? They didn't do anything against Minnesota offensively. And then they go into the Chargers, who've been great defensively, and they just light up the scoreboard. So this is going to be an interesting one. Um, we, Yeah, I'm, I don't know what to expect as far as the total goes. I can understand why, obviously, this is going to be one of the core four plays, especially when you look at the other games. But I'm not sure uh, right now which way I'm leaning. Let me look at... Um, let me let me look at the stacks. I've got the uh, sheet on uh, on um, not on stacks on the the rankings, like how how teams are doing against um, you know against each position. And where do I have this game? So I have this game. I have the so the running back situation for the Chargers obviously is is uh, is coming up green here for me on my spreadsheet. That's where the the that looks like the sweet spot. Um, Baltimore with the Baltimore is, is actually, you, you can just not play any of their running backs at this point. Uh, I mean, they just don't do anything. They get a hundred yards a game, which of course stopped uh, on Monday. Yeah. Night. You don't, there's, there's no, no running back. Yeah. There's no running back on Baltimore that that's playable at all. 
It's, the only running back that's viable is is Lamar Jackson. You cannot play those guys. So I have this as so I have them ranked. This was my third right. So I mean, it makes the core four. This is my third best stackable game of the week. So that's where I've got it. DFS uh, from a DFS standpoint. Yeah, I mean, you could see here on the power ranking sheet, Chargers looking to potentially throw for as many as 335 yards. Part of the reason I think that the um, number is a little bit lower on the Chargers ground yardage itself is because Eckler does so much of his work um, via the pass that they don't tend to churn out a ton of, um, you know, raw rushing yards in these games. The running back does damage, but he does it through the air. I love this game, John, and, and I'm going to tell you why. For DFS purposes, it can go either way, and and, and I lo- I like that about it. And the Chargers defense is really is good. It's it's a it's it's definitely above average, but the Baltimore offense is one of those offenses that's so unorthodox that you know it doesn't really matter if they're going up against a traditionally good defense. They'll you know they'll have bad games because of the unorthodox nature of how they play offense, and and they'll have amazing games. And it usually isn't all that related to how good the opposing defense is. Like all of a sudden you see Baltimore come out and they didn't look great offensively against Detroit. And you're like, huh, that's kind of weird. But that's just how that team seems to work. Um, After last week's offensive juggernaut explosion for both of these teams, though, I think that Baltimore is a false defense that we assume is good, but it really isn't that good. They haven't been able to stop the run particularly well, as you could see here with the numbers. And they haven't been that great against the pass. So, so like, there's nothing about the Ravens right now that tells me, oh, my God, I can't play offenses against them. And I actually think the Chargers are the better defense in this game. But because the Ravens are so unorthodox on offense, it doesn't matter. They could still put up 35, 40. Um, I definitely like the Chargers side of this game across the board. But I love this game for stacking. I like that it, it it gives you a little feeling of, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. That's great because with two elite quarterbacks, I don't really care what the the range of outcomes is. As long as one of those outcomes is like a 45 to 42 offensive bonanza. That's the that's the outcome that I'm, I'm hoping for. That's the one I'm playing for. And the game is really stackable, John. Take a look at this. Let me let me let me just show you how cheap it is. I, I know your stacking tool is going to love this because. You know, if you start even with a Lamar Jackson stack, and it's especially on the Raven side, you know, it's just not that expensive to bring in Marquise Brown, who has been underpriced all year. 5900 Okay, fine by me. You know, Mark Andrews with the big week. Coming off the big the big week. 5200 Okay. You know, it's just not that bad. Um, try to get Eckler going on the comeback here. You can get um, Mike. Mike Williams is 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 prohibitively expensive now at eighty one hundred, but Keenan Allen is still hanging around at a reasonable price point. So you can start with a pretty intense game stack here, and it doesn't doesn't destroy your your salary, so to speak. You know, five k left to make that work, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you could do. That. I mean, Eckler's expensive, but you can uh, you can look at potentially. It's just it's just too expensive, but you, it would it would work from a if you didn't take the salary into into account. Yeah, a Herbert Eckler stack. Yeah, the Eckler Eckler is a little Eckler Herbert is a little tricky. Um, it, it gets expensive. 
Mike Williams as well gets expensive. You can't play Eckler and Williams together in the same lineup. It's the cost. There's no one. One thing about this week is there is not salary relief available that I've found. I still, you know, it's still early, but I haven't found a ton of salary relief like these 4K Kadarius Tony style plays. There's not that much of that um, that you're going to be excited to play. But I think overall, it's a very stackable game, John. And um, I think all sides of it, like I said, you just go through the names. The only thing I would fully avoid are the weird running back dilemmas of the Ravens. But beyond that, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman might be back for this game or might make his debut here for this game, which is mildly, mildly interesting. Um, beyond that, though, of course, Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, the whole thing. So this is for me, this is my second favorite game on the slate to um, stack up. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The Chargers have been one of the best teams against quarterbacks fantasy wise, but this is a different type of quarterback. Um, so I don't think they're going to be able to hold, you know, like they won't hold Lamar down maybe as much as they held Dak down, uh, this week. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like normally I don't play teams against the chargers, but just Lamar plays, plays the role really differently. So I don't think it matters. Remember a couple of years ago when Lamar just torched a Patriots defense that like was stopping everybody, like no one was doing anything, but the way they run this offense is just so unorthodox that like a traditionally good defense is not an automatic avoid when you're talking about the Ravens. What, what, I th they, what they need to do and what they've done successfully is when they get in that and they've been in that situation a lot this year because they've not played great um, on the whole, but they've gotten themselves in, in the hole and come out of it. And a, a lot of that is because I think that's how Jackson plays his best. Right. Jackson is not a traditional quarterback. He's not a drop back, read the defense, dump. You know, it's this isn't Brady where he's going to pick out the right receiver before it happens. He needs to play a more hectic type of style. When he's running around and making plays, he's as good as anybody. Like that, I don't want to see Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket and try to find the open receiver or or throw the ball in a tight window. I want to see him run and make plays when he's running and throwing the ball uh first. Now I don't like I didn't like to see him running last week down um, those runs at the goal line when he's fumbling the ball and and all that sort of thing and we talk about this all the time with these type of guys I don't want to see these guys taking hits right so I just want to see him run like a Mahomes does where Mahomes runs and throws Lamar's got maybe not the same uh, arm ability of a Mahomes but he has that ability obviously he threw for four hundred plus yards to do that's his game so they need to play a hectic style get to the line i would play a two i would play that hurry up offense with him way more often than they do i think he's, that's when they're at their best he's almost toying with the league you know he's in there trying to be a pocket quarterback i can see it he stands there there are like the last few games of what i've observed um especially early in that game with lamar as well is he's actively trying and being taught to stay in the pocket and like they're teaching him, they're trying to teach him to be this this pocket quarterback. Like, oh, you you have to be able to sit back. So I can see him purposefully not taking off when he normally would sit in the pocket, open lanes in front of him. He's still sitting there, kind of waiting, taking a long time in the pocket. He has a very unusual um, pocket presence because when he's trying to be the pocket, he just stands there. He does not even move around. He'll stand in one spot, kind of just bouncing a little bit, and. Um, I think when the game starts to get out of control, then he's like, all right, let me throw that out. Let me do my thing. And that's when the goodness happens with Lamar. And that's why I like this game, because I do think that the Chargers can 
take a big lead early. And then Lamar has to abandon that whole bullshit that he's trying to do. He did it last year for a lot of the year too, where, where the Ravens were, were good enough defensively to keep them in games. And then you'd get these 20 to three wins because he really wasn't running around. He's like, I don't care. I'm, we're winning the game anyway with defense. So when the Ravens can't win it with defense, that's when that offense unleashes. And when he's unleashed, my goodness, right? 49 fantasy points last week. So um, I really love that one uh, for fantasy purposes, but it's got to be a ping pong. So it's got to be a game stack for me. It's only working if it's working on both sides. If it's just one side, it's not really happening. This has to be a both sides. So perfect game stack scenario for me. All right, let's move on to the next game of the core four. We've got the Chiefs taking on Washington in Washington. Best game of the week. 55 and a half point total, six and a half point spread. Not that big of a spread. Not that big. Six and a half. John, betting angles. We can still get the Chiefs less than seven points out. Do we yeah, take- I don't, I'm not going to have a play on this, but boy, it sure looks like they're trying to suck you into taking the Chiefs um, with that six and a half point line. That's, that's sort of what that line is telling me. And I don't think this line's moved much at all this week. Actually, you know, it opened up five and a half. It's been six and a half and then sitting there. So, uh, yeah, I would I would be a little leery about taking Kansas City in this spot. There's there's something wrong here with Kansas City. Um, obviously the defense, but it it we'll see. I mean, they played a tough schedule. Maybe they just come out and roll Washington. This Washington defense has been absolutely atrocious, which is unbelievable considering this was the defense that we, we were figuring you know, was going to give up like 14 points a game and dominate. And they just needed, you know, if we can remember back six weeks ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the same, you know, like they were going to win the NFC East. This team can't stop anybody, which, hey, for what we do, fantastic, right? Finally. So we're 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 liking that. Um, let me just look. They are one of the worst teams right now against quarterbacks. You're playing the team that has the highest scoring uh, quarterback against the, the competition that they've played so far, which is Mahomes, right? So this is sc- this is a very scary game for and the uh, number Washington is defense. offensive passing minus defensive passing. on that number. Yeah, Kansas City should be a pretty good uh, stack in general, right? On that list, yeah, they're they're one of the highest ones on that list. Kansas, I think. Kansas City's got the ninety-eight, so it's it's the biggest. But Washington's up there at 41. Yeah. So these are two teams with, quote, big positive numbers. Yeah. And then I'm sure it shows on the, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but if we look at the, uh, of how it ranks on there, it's going to be a ton of yardage. Yeah. Lots of passing yards, lots of rushing yards, lots of yardage. But I think interestingly, Washington also projects really well for yardage, right? 123 rushing yards, 283 passing yards, reasonable score. So, this game, you know, according to the power rankings, you know, is going to produce a little bit of a fiesta on both sides, which which just makes sense. Fifty five and a half point total. This total eclipses all of the other totals on the slate. I mean, the next one is charged at fifty two. This is fifty five and a half. So, you know, if there was ever an obvious game to target for a DFS week now do with that information, I would say what you will. Right. Sometimes people want to look at the most obvious stack game and go, hey, let me avoid that one. That's going to be high owned. I'm going to avoid it. Like you might game theory, avoid a game like that. That's up to you. That's up to your 
sensibility as a player. But as far as like, what is the most obvious game to load the fuck up on this week? There is no question that this is the one. And John, one of the things I really like about this game is attacking it from the Washington side for DFS purposes. Uh, you know, Mahomes, great, 8,300. Lock in 25 fantasy points, floor, potential for 40. Right? Okay, great. Love Mahomes. But in order to get there, you got to pay 8,300, uh, 8, which is not, you know, I'm not driving two towns over for that price. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, that's going to the, the that's going at the, the Whole Foods price. Right? Here's what you can do, though. If you want to, and, and plus everybody's going to do that. So the way to get a little bit different is to work the Heineke angle. You know, you can bring in Heineke. You can pair him up with McLaurin. Okay? That's that's the beginnings of an approach. Uh, get Ricky Seals in there. Um, 3K. Okay? Why am I playing Ricky Seals, Jones? Because now I can afford Tyreek Hill in this lineup. Um, so... Uh, you know, we're bringing in the running back from, from Washington because he's so cheap. You know, we can bring it back with Gibson. There's so many ways to go. Mikol Hardman can fit in a lineup like this. There's yeah, no real... The, the, what's that? You, go ahead. You, well, you, you were saying that the, there's, you know, you could fade because it, it's the big game. There's two ways to be contrarian here, and you could play this game, but play it so heavy. Which is also a unique, which is what you're doing here, which is yeah. you're, you're stacking. Um, you know, typical stack obviously is the quarterback, wide receiver, or, or tight end, you know, pass catcher with the opposing team pass catcher. And maybe you do a two pass catchers with the, the quarterback and then one on the other side. Well, you could go four in this game and throw, you know, three pass catchers with a running back, something like that. That's going to be totally unique. Now, we're not going to get too much into the game theory. Um, in football, you don't have to be that crazy unique because there's so many combinations. This isn't, uh, you know, it's it's not NASCAR or MMA. So, um, but that is a way you could, if this game goes the way both the, you're, you're play, basically, you're, you're, you've got two of the worst defenses in the league. You've got possibly the best offense in the league in this game. I mean, it's very hard game to fade. I, I definitely don't like the idea of fading this at all. I, I, I'm way more on the load the fuck up on this game side yeah. and fade it. And, and again, I think the uniqueness is, you know, we can not use Mahomes or instead of using, you know, there's another way to go here where you don't use Reek, you use um, Travis Kelsey. Okay. That works too. You know, there's a lot of different ways to approach this game. The one thing I would say though, is it's hard to build. It's hard to not use Terry McLaurin in, in these lineups, you know, he's going to get, I don't see a scenario where Terry McLaurin doesn't get 10, 10 targets in, in, in a game like this, like whatever ends up happening. I also really, really like, and I don't think it'll be popular. Um, and I don't even mind it. I, I actually, I'm going to ask you this question. How bad is it if I use um, somebody like Gibson with Tyler Heineke? Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. And this, that's what I'm talking about in this game. Like this is a game where I don't mind taking, um, the running back with the quarterback here, or even the opposing running back against the opposing court. I think, I think um, Gibson is the guy. If you're going to go with the running back, I like the Gibson option. Um, what about Darrell Williams? What, we got to address Darrell Williams. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not free on FanDuel 5,200. It's it's, that's just going to be a price, right? So what do I expect? I don't expect a lot, 
but in a high scoring game, I mean, sort of everything, you know, can start to trickle down. So I don't mind playing it. Uh, I like the Gibson side a lot better. I think Gibson is going to have a pretty good game here as well. I never trust what's going on with Kansas City's uh, running back um, situation at all. But I'm going to show you something that's a little disturbing. Um, that's a little concerning, but not concerning enough to get me fully off of this. But, I, you know, I think it's noteworthy that um, Jarek McKinnon was in the game you know, 31% to 40 I picked him up in every league, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have Jarek McKinnon already, and it's not 100% clear that it's not, you know, Jarek McKinnon can catch passes. He can do stuff. He didn't get a whole lot of um, actual rushing work in the game. He got a couple of targets, but um, it's just a little disturbing how many snaps Jarek McKinnon was in there for. So if, if you, you needed if, a reason to be if, concerned if you look about at the Andy, realm. you look at the Andy Reid history. He is not. He's not a guy like sometimes when he's had the guy, the Priest Holmes is and the you know when he's had the 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 main running back when he had uh, Hunt after the injury that put Hunt in that place. When he's got a guy that he trusts, then he goes with it. But when he doesn't, he'll he'll go with two or three uh, running backs. So it's. It's more. I don't think he has a guy here, but you know, obviously, otherwise that guy would have been starting when the year started. So I don't think we're in a situation where we're going to see a bell cow type of running back as a backup here. You're going to see a running back by committee. Um, I, I want to mention two more players in this game. Number one, Miko Hardman had a little spike in his target um, output last week. Uh, I don't. I do. Do you take? Do you give much credence to a one week target spike, or is that just? You know, you kind of leave that alone. Who cares? It's still me, Cole Hardman. He's still like yeah. a five or six target a game guy. The the problem, the thing is, like Hardman's going to have one game this year where he scores 30 points. Like it's going to happen. Um, And so this is the most likely of those games for that to happen. I don't like him as a football player, but he finds himself in a, just a phenomenal situation where he is, right? This isn't, this was supposed to be the heir apparent to Terry Kill. Just not like he's not a football, like Terry Kill's a football player. Harmon's a really fast track track guy. Yeah, definitely. You know, I remember when they drafted him and everyone's like, all right, goodbye, Tyreek Hill. Uh, no, no. Now, um, that was when um, Tyreek Hill had his issues. Now, one other person I want to mention here in this game, and this is the under-the-radar play, um, DeAndre Carter, 60, uh, 70% snap count, 20% of the targets last week. Hello. Who are you, sir? Nice to meet you, DeAndre Carter. I picked this guy up in some deep dynasty leagues just because he showed some signs of life. But I mean, um, you know, I think we have to acknowledge that if you need Curtis Samuel is not back. He got hurt again. So he's gone. Deami Brown out like a lot of their players are hurt. And 3K DeAndre Carter for the win. FTW. Could it be? Absolutely. The, you know, when you have these games, I prefer the punt plays being part of my of my big stacks because like if the reason I'm stacking that game is because I, I feel like there's going to be a ton of points. And when you have that, you some know, random, we, yeah. some random scrub goes off and he doesn't need, right. So he doesn't need to score 30 at 3000. He just needs to be part of it. Um, you'll see it sometimes where the guy, so think of it this way. Let's say Tariq Hill, let's say you play him with Hill. And this has happened uh, to lineups. To me, I, I forget what it was a few weeks ago. I think, a matter of fact, it was a Kansas City one where I came really close um, in a big GPP. Uh, but I had the double 
pass catching option with my with my quarterback. And I think it was Hill. So let's say Hill scores 50 and he scores 10. I mean, essentially you got 30 from each of them. It's much different than if Hill, you say, well, you know, why is it different if if you took Hill and then a different 3,000 uh, um, wide receiver? But really what you're doing is just trying to get, you're not trying to get the, obviously you'd like to have the optimal player at each and every position, but that's not going to happen. So if I can give myself the best chance of a combined 60 points, from the top, let's say the top wide receiver and an option like that, where he's a punt play, that's much better. Like I'm giving myself more of an opportunity there. Like we know Mahomes is going to go off. If he goes off, he's got to do it with um, his wide receivers. And now I've got two options to combine for 30, uh, for, you know, 60 points, 70 points. I don't really care how they get there. I don't care if it's Hill scoring 65 and five, I still got there at a cheap price. Let me ask you a couple couple questions on your MME. You're known as one of the best MME players in the world, top 10 ranked player on the Grinders rankings, of course. Every live final, not the, you know, every live final, you're always there. Never invite me. Not once, not once, not once. I'm trying to have fun, man. It's a joke, but see what I'm All saying? Right. See what I'm saying? I can't add. Just because I don't go to the strip clubs, that ruins me from this. <laughs> I don't. That I'm, I can't go. Well, we did. We 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 actually did go to the. Where was I? The last one it was Philly or Denver? No, Denver. Before that, there was some strip club this action. Is in discrimination Denver. against married guys is what's happening here. The problem with going out with married guys is they never go out. I go out. I just live vicariously through right, everybody no. else. Like, all right, Listen. stay the fuck out. I don't need a stripper grinding on me to no, go. No, that's the, club. the problem. The problem is in their every day, like I go out all the time. When you go out with a bunch of married guys, they're not used to going out. Like they haven't gone out in 20 years. No. And then it's a mess. Then you're babysitting all night. Like no, I no, go I out, I, it's, I, I'm just know. tired by 10 o'clock, 10 30. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, like I need married to guys don't, they, the they don't know how to pace themselves. Like they can't believe they're out of jail. And now they're like, the wife's not around. The kids aren't here. I can I have to be back fun. in the room. Yeah. By, by 11. Yeah. yeah. Or, or somebody's carrying me back. Like, no, no. I just left the house the other day. I got back. I'm so exhausted. I'm like, holy shit. I haven't even left the house and get done anything in so long that even just doing any sort of any anything at all. I went to lunch with some friends and uh, even just doing anything at all. I got back. I'm like, I need to take a nap, bro. I was fucking crazy. <laughs> huh? uh, I got to take a nap. <laughs> I got home four o'clock. I'm like, I'm napping. So I do it. Um Never invited me to a live final. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying. All right. So um, when I go to the King of the Beach this year, don't look for I, an invite. I'm not qualified for South Beach yet, man. That that's, Don't look for an invite. That's what I'm uh-huh. looking for. Um, all right. So love this game. Love everything about it, guys. Let's move on. Next game on the core four. Here we go. Cowboys, Patriots. Patriots coming in at 51 and a half point. Total, 51.5 point total. Cowboys, 3.5 point road favorites. Betting angles, John, here, because something stands out to me a little bit. But I I, want to hear your opinion on it before I even say anything. So I'm not – this won't be a game I'm betting. Um, It opened – the early line was one, and now it's at uh, 3.5. So you're above that key number, of course, the three, the – Three and a half. I the one I think, was a gift. Yeah, you could have gotten that. 
um, you know, on an early, well, it depends, you know, you can get that everywhere, but that was the look ahead line. They call it, uh, was, was Dallas at minus one. But as, as I would expect, most of the money is coming in on Dallas here. Um, well, most of the, most of the people, most of the public is betting Dallas. Uh, the money is still on the, the Dallas side, but it's really, it's much closer to 50, 50, which lends me to believe him. And that's the, the um, you know, just looking at it without looking at the data, I would say the sharp side would probably be the Patriots in this game, but I'm staying away from it. The public is definitely going to be on Dallas, but it's not a game that I love. And what what was your take? I'm I'm curious. Usually you're on you know you're on the public side, but something tells me you might be on the sharp side here. I, I don't I don't th- I don't think so. Listen, first of all, we got a couple. Number one, Dallas is five and zero against the spread according to Cedric Wilson, um, wide receiver. Number three wide receiver for the Cowboys. Um, watches the show, fan of the show, which I love. Um, so they are they are beating spread. Listen to me, the Patriots are a bad team, and I'm looking to tease this line down to minus two and a half. I don't. Um, so you, you're looking to play the alternate spread. Let's get the. I, yeah, I want I want to be on the Cowboys side of it. I, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I don't think the Patriots are a very good team. Um, again, Raymondre Stevenson, fine, just as good. I don't think that's any downgrade if um, if uh, Damian Snacks Harris is out for this game. I think Raymondre Stevenson, it's fine. Um, I actually don't hate Brandon Bolden as a cheap play in the game from a DFS perspective, but from a betting angle, I, I just think the Patriots are a bad team. I think we're overreacting to the fact that they had that weird game against the Bucs, and I think that's still being baked into the number. That, Beyond that, that game had everything to do with the weather. Uh, you know, when you watch, there was a, there was a brief part in that game. And I believe the fourth quarter where the, the rain had stopped and Brady was just Brady, like Brady was just picking them apart. And we get, I, I think the kid's going to be good. I think the quarterback is going to be good, but let's not get crazy here. They made, if, if Brady went out and scored 42 points, you wouldn't hear about how great Mac Jones played in that game. This is what I'm saying for the, the Cowboys are good defensively. Like they've been a pretty good team. First of all, I think this game total is ridiculous. Um, I'm I'm on the under here for the game total because what I think is going to happen, and I'm going to tell you how I think this game goes down. I think you're going to get Dallas doing what Dallas has been doing recently, which is lean heavy on the run, limit the throws, not because Dak isn't awesome when he's throwing the football. He is absolutely awesome at it, but because when they win, they win by leaning on the run. That's That's how they've won games. This year, like all of the wins have um, reduced attempts for Dak Prescott. So to me, the way this game goes down, Dallas comes in, says New England, not a good enough team to score against us with any sort of frequency. If Dallas can stop Raymondre Stevenson from getting in the end zone, I think that the Patriots overall will have a hard time putting sevens on the board. And Dallas doesn't have that issue. They're going to run run at them. Let, let's see what the power rankings say. But they're going to run at them. They're going to give a heavy dose of Zeke. They're going to give a heavy dose of Pollard. They're going to throw when they need to efficiently. And I think they win this game comfortably. Comfortably. Now, I still want to tease it under that three and a half. I, I want to get down to two or three. I, I, don't, I, I don't like that half point. It's not fun for me. Um, I hate losing by three. But I mean, 183 yards projected rushing, John. 183 yards. What, That's what a lot scare- of fucking yardage, dude. Yeah. What scares me on the power rankings from a betting standpoint is just the as big a disparity as it is. 
on my rankings, like, again, I'm not always going to be close to what the biggest number is. But, but when it's that big of a difference, something's off, and it it's worrying me about the Dallas side of this game. I, I'm telling you, I, I get that. So your your concern is this looks just too obvious. I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to play the obvious one. And to me, it yes, does it look too obvious? It stood out to me. I'm like, what the fuck is this line? And I think it's the Patriots bias. I think there's an inherent bias for the Patriots in these lines. Listen, did I lose the bet that I made on Tampa minus six and a half? Yes, I did. I lost that bet. I admit it. I'm here. I'm just a guy talking to a bunch of people out there admitting that I lost a bet on 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 Tampa destroying the Patriots two weeks ago. Like, yeah, that happened. You're, I you're a big you're, you're a big man. I, I am. Well, I admit not it. Liter- not literally, but I'm no, no. Yeah. I'm five seven crew. Me and Kyler Murray, we fucking like that. But. As far as this game goes, I don't care if it's too obvious. The, the Dallas is a better team. I think they're a better defense. I think they're a much better offense. I think they have Zeke Elliott versus Raymondre Stevenson. I think they've got Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb versus, you know, Jacoby Lawfer Myers and Nelson Aguilar. Like, they've got Trey Diggs on defense. The, the Patriots, they lost their, their, their best cornerback uh, this offseason. Every, everything to me says they got a rookie quarterback there. This is just an offline I think Dallas not just outright wins this game. I think they could put a beating on on the Patriots here, and um, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I don't care. I don't care. It's too obvious. I want to be on the obvious side of the bet. From from DFS though, I, I'm worried about stacking this game. It's not a game I'm I'm in love. No, with. No, not a stack game because I actually think that Dallas is going to lean on the run. I agree with you. I I think the 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 clear path to victory for the Cowboys is Zeke Zeke. Pollard, Zeke, Pollard, Zeke. So I'm I'm worried about the pass catchers from the Dallas side. I do think the Patriots will have to throw. So if you want to get on the law firm, Jacoby and Myers, call 1-888-888-LAWYER. 1-888-LAWYER, L-A-W-Y-E-R-S. Leave off the last S for savings. Come on, man. I don't know Leave if everyone's going to know that. S for savings. Barely got a smirk. Leave off the was, last S for savings, bro. I got it. That's 1-800-MATTRESS. But I was looking at statistics. I'm trying to do my job here, man. I was looking up some <laughs> stats here while you, were, while you were saying. I don't think most people are going to remember the 1-800-MATTRESS commercial. Do they remember? Call 1-888-LAWYERS, L-A-W-Y-E-R-S, Jacoby Myers. If you're, if you're unemployed and you're home all day watching uh, daytime television, probably, yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of um, what do you call that? Uh, Jerry Springer back in the day. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lawyer commercials in those. Yeah, I was on a flight with actually. You talk about the live finals when I went out uh, a couple of years ago to uh, L.A. Um, for I believe it was uh, fan. Yeah, the FanDuel NBA, and uh, I was on the flight with Jerry Springer. Really? Yeah. Well, he lives down here. He's in Sarasota, so we were on a flight out to L.A. together. I, I'm I'm more surprised you bumped into him on the flight than in the local Tampa strip club. That's where I yeah, imagine yeah. Jerry Springer hangs out on the regular. Yeah, I don't go I you know, I, I it's a big mystery. I really don't go to a lot of strip clubs. But don't 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 ruin the mystique, man. Don't ruin the mystique. I pop into the you know, maybe the local place 
over here, but just for just for the cocktails, they make a very, I, really I, nice cocktail. When you you go into the local strip club, it's like the the song from Cheers comes on. It's like where everybody knows your name. You're like, hey John, hey everyone, you know. You gotta like play that. it right when you're in there. You know, I don't I don't go in. You know. Listen, no, you're like a local. You're like you go sit. I hang out there. at the bar. I know yeah, the bar. You go sit with the owner. You're yeah. like, hey, what's going yeah. on? The, the, yeah, they don't. They don't. Yeah, I know. That, that's the best way to be. I, I know what's up. I know what's. Up. I've heard what's up. I don't actually know. I've heard. No, you wouldn't know. All right. So before we get to the last game on the core four guys, John has been giving out. I don't know if you know this. John has been giving out his free bet of the day over on the Sharp app for the last. You know, since since it launched for about a month, month and a half. John, you were on a twelve and zero winning streak. I think it just came to an end. You back on the you back on your winning ways? No, we just came to an end. But you know, it was going to go can only go so far. But it's been it's been money. We've started in like August with this. Um, it's been it's been absolute fire, and a lot of them are money line dogs. So with MLB, so we're getting off MLB now. Obviously, as the uh, season's winding down, but now we got NHL. We'll see how we do there. I had a huge dog last night. Uh, didn't come through in the NHL, but we're playing these big dogs. And if you play them smartly, like if you understand the bankroll management, go watch in the, uh, in the app. I assume everybody here has downloaded the sharp app by now, but if you go into the sharp app, there's a sharp Academy. Just look at the bankroll management. I'll tell you how to, how to play really these big dogs. People are so scared to play big underdogs on a money line. Quite frankly, a lot of people are scared to play dogs <laughs> with a point spread, but with the money line, people are afraid to do it. But if you're betting it properly, you know, you're betting a, a dog, a, a plus 200 dog, you're, you're getting two to one. You're betting, you need to bet half to win would, one half unit. A unit. You're trying to win a unit. You're not trying, you know, you're not betting a unit. You're putting yourself at too much risk. I see people do this all the time. Like an MMA, you're going to get it a lot, right? You might like a guy at plus 350 in MMA. You don't expect him to win, but you think he's got a good chance, uh, a better chance than what the odds are saying, but you don't expect him to win. Um, but if you're still, if you're playing, if you're firing one unit at those plays, you're going to, you're going to, uh, put your bankroll at risk. You, you play it for a third of a unit or, you know, something, uh, comparable to that. You're trying to win a unit. Use the very simple to win one unit calculation and it changes everything. Because now you're, everything you're doing is around winning a unit on a game. And the same works for the plus, the minus 200. If you're coming in to win a unit, so that automatically adjusts your unit size exactly kind of how it should be for each of these bets. So um, words of wisdom from a, a great sports better, guys. If you haven't downloaded the Sharp app, please do so. It's free. It's free. It's got comparative odds. We just added in all the player props in the game center. So when you're doing your fantasy football, your daily fantasy research, you have this free app and you can, I was just on it. Like right before this, how's I, when I was prepping for this, you know what I did, John? First I went to the DraftKings Sportsbook and I got to fucking search forever to find every prop and it's very annoying. So on the Sharp app, you can go into the game center and it gives you just the props for that game. And so now I can really, when I have a player, I'm like, hey, what is Darrell Williams? I was literally looking the shit up right before this thing. I was like, what's Darrell Williams um, prop for yardage? I just going to get a sense of it. And I think it's like 43 or 46 yards, but it's right there in the game center for this game. And now you could be like, oh, all right. So let's not, let's not set our expectation for an 80 yard offensive explosion from this guy. Uh, what, you know, and I'm, I'm looking up, what are the reception props for certain players? Like Terry McLaurin, what, how many receptions is the book giving us an over under on? Maybe I can, maybe I can, um, 
put a bet on that if it's low enough because I, I'm here thinking he's going to get 10, 12, 13 targets in a game. So, hey, if it's six and a half, which I think it is, man, I want to bet the over on that. So all these different, but you could find it. So really, really great tools within the Sharp app. These are free tools. You get John's bet of the day every day free. There's a pro plan where you get a couple more picks from John if you want each day and some other things, a little bit faster data. But either way you go, please give it a download and do me a solid and leave a nice review after you download that bad boy on the App Store or the IO Store, wherever you look at it. That helps us out. We see those reviews and we appreciate it, man. We work really hard putting that tool together for you guys. So I hope you check it out. It really does make a difference for us and we really appreciate it. All right, let's continue. Cardinals, Browns. So last game in the core four and there, you know, it's only a 10 game slate. So we're giving these a little extra time guys. It's a, it's a shorter slate and the games that are outside of the core four don't look as sexy. Each one has an interesting angle, but let's take a look at the betting angles on this one, John. Um, Arizona Cardinals, Cleveland Browns, 49 and a half point total, three point favored Browns. The Browns are favored? Browns? What? A little surprising there. A little surprising. My, my, John always smiles when I give the donkey opinion. Like, I thought the Cardinals were better than the Browns, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you say? I I was a little surprised um, as well with this. So I'm not I'm, – I'm smirking because I think that's the way the public is going to be looking, right? So I, I didn't – I wasn't surprised that the Browns were favored. I was I was surprised that it was three. I thought it would be a little like a one, you know, more of like a one because what they're saying here is on a neutral field, the Browns might be the better team because I've told you we're looking at like one and a half on a home field advantage these days. So what they're saying is the Browns are probably like a one, one and a half point favorite on a neutral field, which doesn't seem to make sense on the surface. Um, Arizona undefeated. The big win against the Rams. Cleveland, I have not been the biggest Cleveland supporter, but I backed them last week, had them against the Chargers, should have won that game plus the two and a half. Um, boy, that was the craziest. I don't know if you watched the end of that game at all. Absolute stupidity. But they played such a brilliant game from an analytical standpoint, to the, the Chargers, and then they go and do what they did against Kansas City, except it, it has not bitten them in the ass either of these times, which is scoring when you didn't need to score and giving the other team the ball. Uh, Cleveland, if they, you know, if they come down, they win that game, they could have just kicked the field goal and gone down, you know, taking a knee at the end of the game instead of having Eckler score there, which the Browns threw him in the end zone. Nightmare. But anyway, on this game, I am going to have a play, so I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it to myself. I do have a play on this game that's going to be in the, um, for the for the subscribers over at All right, uh, so SharpBets.app. If you want that play, you got to go to SharpBets.app. That is not the Sharp app, but rather the Sharp betting community uh, based around the Sharp app, sharpbets.app, where you get all of John's plays. So, of course, check that out. And, oh, by the way, when you download the Sharp app, you get a free month of Sharp bets. So get it for free off the Sharp app, by the way, and you can get that bet from John. But um, let me talk about this a little bit as well here. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Some some bizarre uh, end-of-game scenarios. But right now, overall, number one for me, I don't I don't get why the Cardinals are underdogs. They've been the best team in the league. I think the Rams, you know, there, there's a few teams that kind of are up there. It's interesting to see how it all end out, but uh, all all come together. There's a lot of great teams in that NFC West, uh, or there are two two of them at this point. But um, I find the Cardinals a difficult team to stack, and I find them a difficult team 
to get excited about in DFS purposes. Somebody was showing me a naked Kyler uh, lineup earlier today, and I kind of said, you know, I'm cool with that because number one, DeAndre Hopkins is massively overpriced for his role on the team. He's a seven to nine targets guy, and he's priced like a 10 to 14 targets guy. So that doesn't sit well with me at all. That That's just, I'm not down with that, right? So that's number one, hard to stack him. Browns are also hard to stack, right? Who the fuck you want? Odell Beckham Jr.? Odell's popping in our projection um, system this week, but you know that's just because his price came down. The reality is um, he's not, that, you know, he, Odell hasn't done anything this year. They throw in uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins, got David Njoku starring in the game last week. I don't know who the hell on, on the Cleveland side is going to catch passes. If you take a look at the power rankings, they don't stand out anywhere in this game. Uh, Arizona, 88 yards rushing. That's fine. Cleveland. The only thing that stands out is Cleveland's rushing yards, but you want to guess between um, Hunt and Chubb who's going to get the work. Again, I'm not a play Kareem Hunt guy. I'm just, I don't do that. 6K, not getting enough uh, work. And, and Chubb is so dependent. He looked amazing last week and I get it, but he's so dependent on those touchdowns and, and crossing 100 yards that um, it's really, really challenging with no passing game work for Chubb. He's also priced not like a guy who is only a yardage and touchdowns back. He's priced with more well-rounded um, 70, 80% of the touches guys. So everything about this game, these are two teams that I actually rarely get much involvement with in DFS. And John, I want to throw it over to you. You're an MME master. What do you do in a game like this where it's kind of a little weird. It's not that easy to stack. You don't know who to pair up with Kyler Murray. Um, uh, Cleveland side, like the pass catchers, dog shit, and the running backs, usually a little also tricky to know which one is going to get the production. Do you just, I mean, what do you do with this? So, you know, I mean, I I throw a lot of shit at the wall when I am ME, but I'm looking, I, I should look, because I did run a, a preliminary just to see where I was at on uh, on this. Yeah. Without even look like I literally just ran it just to run it um, how I normally would without making any tweaks. And I and it's it's as I would have figured, I have absolutely no Baker Mayfield. And I, there's a good chance I'm not going to have any come uh, this weekend. And I'm going to be very, I'm going to be minimal on Murray, like so, th- which means I'm not stacking this game all that heavily. Baker, it, to me, I've been saying this every week, like he's just not. He's not stacked. When they scored 42 points last week, you didn't need to have him at all. I mean, 26 no, points he scored. Not Baker. I mean, that was, yeah. So and it's good not, luck finding Njoku last week. That was it. Nobody, I don't think, I literally think nobody played him. Uh, no, they did play him. I mean, he did pop up. The, he was in the nuts lineup. Was he in? Did the, the, he, you the needed yeah. him for the Millie. Like he was in the think, Millie maker. I don't remember if I had any Njoku. I had, I had, uh, I had some, 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 uh, Gaskin, but I don't know if I had Njoku in any lineups. I probably you would have. You would have Gaskin. By the way, I had had him in two or three lineups. But but the I just want to point out, John, that if you guys are here for the Monday um, week in review, I almost always like to like to bring up John's MME entries, and I always know exactly what he's going to do. Like I always, you know, listen. I unfortunately I did see your entries this past week. There were not a lot of profit. No, I made I I made. Mis- uh, I made a couple of mistakes. I don't even want to go into more of a uh, from a uh, construction standpoint, um, and not re- not 
Monday morning quarterbacking. I actually made some mistakes. Um, so we'll, we'll hopefully clean that up, but, but yeah, no, I, as far as this game, I, I would avoid Cleveland stacks basically all season long. It, they just don't work. Uh, so this is a game is going to be very minimal. I think you're going to have to just take pieces from this game. You're going to, if you're stacking it, it's going to be, uh, with Murray as the quarterback. I think that's the only way you go. And, uh, but I'm not anticipating this being a game that you're going to, you, you, you might not eat anyone in this game, but when you look at the rest of the board and we're going to go over it, it's not that great outside of those few games that we've gone over already. Yeah. There's a couple of interesting spots as well, as we get, um, outside of the core four. Um, but, but less, uh, I would say, you know, must haves, but there are some interesting spots, but yeah, I agree with you. I think if you're stacking Murray this week, you know, listen, if the money's there and you can get the Andre Hopkins in it fine, but, um, and hunt definitely has been good. You're right. But like, I just don't play hunt. He's, he's over six K and he's not even the primary back on his team. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't, it, I don't, I, it doesn't work with my sensibilities. So I just don't do it, but I'm going to say this, um, you know, the low probability stacks with Kyler, the, the Christian Kirk, the Rondell Moore, the AJ green, those guys who are all cheap, but I'm going to call them low probability hit hits. You know, I haven't seen Christian Kirk pop more than four or five targets. None of those three guys really, uh, AJ green has gotten the most targets of the trio. I think green has that, um, possibility of catching a touchdown this week he can do that six six receptions 60 yards and a touchdown at 5k those kind of numbers 12 18 points he might get you there he might get you there i don't think he's crossing 100 yards so uh, yeah and you could have a connor you know situation where he's vulturing touchdowns so um yeah and, and with with Hopkins, it's not about playing better or worse. It's just that they're not throwing to him as often because they're spreading the football on that team. So all in all, yeah, I think this is the least exciting game from the core four and the one that I'm least interested in stacking up or, or most comfortable fading. If anything, you could play Kyler Murray naked and then just try to build mini correlations in the lineup around other yeah. situations. So if I do that, I'm going to build not around the primary games, by the way. I think I would do that, but build around some of these other secondary games you know maybe something like like this Bengals lions game where it's like swift and and jamar chase in the lineup with with kyler murray just random you know other mini stacks in a game so speaking of that let's move on outside the core four six more games to break down we're gonna do these um in rapid succession here real quick but before we do i want to remind you guys dfs army is going strong we just have you know it is the start of nhl season we have one of the greatest NHL teams, just the coaching and and the notes and all of that for NHL. If you like playing um, daily fantasy hockey, get in there. We're a couple of days away from um, daily fantasy basketball as well, starting up. We've been doing preseason work in DFS Army a little bit, and we're going to go hard and strong for the regular season. We're adding some uh, staffers we've elevated. You'll, you'll find out we've elevated some really sharp players from within DFS Army into staff so you'll see that intro hopefully here in the next few days but we've got a lot planned for the nfl uh the nhl season and the nba season and that's when i want to mention we have a core for subscription john so let's say people aren't that into nascar and mma sports i love and esports and college football all of the what i call niche sports right but you're into hey i don't do that i do basketball baseball football hockey we've got a core four membership just like the core four in this show core four membership covers those four sports you get everything you need it's 49.99 
Promo code geek gets 10% off. So it's a great time to do the core four membership over at DFS army where you can get the core four sports better price than anywhere else around great coaching, great tools, everything we have for NFL and more. We've got the simulation tool for NBA going. I know you love the Sims, John. I know I do. you love the Sims. Listen, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big, uh, I don't play a lot of NHL, but I played last night. I used, and I used the projections and, um, nearly took it down. Came in second and uh big G, second and fourth in, uh, in the DraftKings GPP 14th over on FanDuel. So I had a shot, um, with them because I, and it was, you know, I wasn't planning on doing it, but the game was pretty, you know, 25 K up top. I said, let me, let me give it a shot. So, yeah, you told I, me that. I was like, "Wait, you play NHL now too?" What I don't do? typically, and and you know now now I just gave myself more to do because now I feel like I'm obligated, and now I figured something out. You know, this is what I do. This is what happened. You know, this is how I get sucked down the. I mean, you the, got sucked uh, you into know, MLB, the, and the next thing you know, MLB, you're yeah, you hit for two hundred grand. You feel obligated to play like every night, and this is what happens. So we'll see. I'll punt it all back. I'm sure, but but uh, but I'm in now for at least the next few weeks. Buffo, I'm not going to say a membership is worth it, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay. I'm not going to say a membership is really worth it. If you're just putting in kind of a, a small dollar lineup every week and in, in, in NFL, you can watch the show. You can get a pretty good feel for what's going on, but I will say this. We have a little tab right up here. It says free offer, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to click it. I rarely do this on the show. I'm going to click it. So we give you a free month of DFS army. When you do any of these deals, you sign up for super draft prize picks, um, owner's box, thrive, roto ball, or no house Avenge, any of these sites, you get a free month of DFS army when you sign up. So all I would say is don't give us the 50, $60 that you, that we charge for, for a month, whatever, whatever subscription plan you do. Don't even get, I don't want it. Do one of these deals, go sign up at super draft, use this code, follow the instructions here. You got to actually let us know that you did it and email us a screenshot, whatever, follow the instructions here. And get the free month. I'm happy. I love giving out free months. I want to give them get you can get you can get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine free months of DFS Army by doing these deals. And we always add new ones. I have a few new ones we're gonna be adding, but do these deals instead. Get the free months, save the 70 bucks. Instead, use the $70 in your super picks, your prize picks, or your super draft account, in your underdog account. Play it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want your money, bro. Do the deals, do the free deals especially if you're not a big bankroll guy do the free if you're not playing on i mean owner's box already buffo where they're giving you the free 10 bucks to play and then another free every like what are you doing you know especially if you're a small bankroll person imagine you win one of those and all of a sudden uh, 10 bucks turns into you know five grand or 10 grand now you have a bankroll for the rest of your life you just hit once and you're good forever do these free deals that's what i say if the if the funds aren't there i don't want anybody to spend money ever that they don't have and I don't think it's worth, you know, signing up for a subscription to any site if you're playing $20 a week. It's just you're never going to make back the cost of the subscription. And we have a show like this that's free. You know, like and subscribe, do all of that. We appreciate it. But if you want to do the free deal, learn some more. It's right there for you, right up here. And we're very happy. We don't look at people who do the free offer. Like, oh, you suck. You did a free offer. No, we're like, yeah, do that. Please do that. Those sites will compensate us for your month. We're good. We're good. There we go. Anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Okay. 
of course, I clicked away from my odds table to show you that. And that was never a great idea. So let me go right back to what I was doing there. All right. So we are off of the core floor, core four. And now we're looking at the rest of the games on the slate. John, first up, we've got the Packers at the Bears. The Bears, 44 and a half point total, five point spread. Does not stand out as a great DFS game, but I think there might be some betting angles here. Five point favored um, Packers. At on the road, what do you do with this divisional road favorites? So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is dominated. I don't have the number in front of me. I should look it up, but he's dominated the Bears in his career as far as uh, wins and covering the spread. Not going to have a play on it, but you would think the lean would be on uh, Green Bay. Now, I'll, I'll note it. I've noted it in the rankings, which you're looking at now, is... Again, that Green Bay first game, this is just the raw data put in very bite-sized, edible form for you to look at. Now, this has them as a three-point favorite, and that is including that awful performance in opening on the opening weekend against New Orleans. Now, I know a lot of people want to just throw that game out, but the game happened, right? Now, maybe Rodgers wasn't ready for that game. I don't know what the, the excuse was. But I don't totally throw it out, but I don't say, you know, I, I would say, yeah, there would there might have been a little something to the game. Like Green Bay is not maybe as good as a lot of people think they are, but they're certainly not as bad as they looked in that game. That said, the Bears, I mean, you, I don't know what to expect from them with, with the kid at quarterback. Offensively, they just haven't looked – they have not looked good at all. All of a sudden, the defense is playing much better. Uh, this just looks like a game – this defense now – from a fantasy, let's talk about DFS. Uh, they've been one of the best defenses against quarterbacks. They've been one of the best defenses against running backs and tight ends, right? So in this game, with Rodgers going, and when I include that New Orleans game, they've been he's been average. Um, their running backs have actually been the, the uh, better part of this team for Green Bay. So I, I just think it's an interesting matchup. I don't, you know, it's not one that I love as far as game stacking, but, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game at all. No, I, I have a couple of angles here. Uh, number one on the, on the packet. First of all, the bears defense is good. They are legit. Let's be real. And let's be on, uh, let's be aware of that. A couple of angles for me on this game, John. Um, number one, we have not seen fields need to throw yet. And I'm, I'm excited and curious to see what happens when he can throw. Packers uh, secondary is not very good. So, uh, I mean, this is a scary, horrific number of 100 yards projected passing. They haven't been throwing. They've been leaning on the run. Even with Montgomery out last week, they were just defense, run it, don't let the, don't let the quarterback fuck it up. That was the whole game plan from Chicago. I don't think you'll be able to really do that here, but... If the Packers get off to a bit of a lead, I'm curious to see what happens when Fields is forced to throw a little bit. So I'm excited. I'm interested in it. And and obviously, Allen Robinson's salary has come down massively, and it's now like almost free, and Darnell Mooney and the whole thing. So for crazy-ass tournaments, I still don't mind going back to Fields. I know I said it last week. It didn't work. But I'll go right back to it. At some point, he's going to have to throw and run and do things that score fantasy points. There's no way a quarterback like that should be scoring eight to 12 fantasy points a week. It's just bananas. It's actually bananas. On the Packers side, I think there's only one player that interests me every week, and it's Devontae Adams. I don't think this is a Devontae Adams goes off week, 
per se. I don't think it's a, I like last week I, I basically went all in on Devonte Adams. I had him, I tried to have him in every lineup that I made um, this week. I don't, I don't really feel that need. Uh, there are other wide receivers on the slate that look really interesting for a little bit less. And this game is probably going to be slow, slow moving. Again, the bears want to slow the game down and the Packers are very, very obliged to slow a game down as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers is notorious for snapping the ball with one second left every fucking play because he likes to read that defense. So between those two scenarios, it's not a really sexy game for DFS, but there's a little bit of like alternate options just in case between sort of that one slim scenario of what happens if Fields throws the football and he looks good like he did in a preseason and holy shit, we were off of it. Let's not forget Matt Mills threw for three touchdowns last week at almost no salary and didn't break the slate because no one played him, but like had anybody played him, that would have been in pretty good shape. And then, um, you know, Packers, it's it's a no for me on the whole offense. It's a, it's a no. It's a no. Um, all right. Next game. Did did I talk about Houston and the Colts? Did we? No, no. Oh, no. that's the wrong order. No, I'm going by this order. Okay. Next up, we've got the Bengals at Detroit. I like this game, John. 47 and a half point total. Bengals road three and a half point favorites. Now, again, a lot of games this week on the betting angles side of it, right around that three and a half, two and a half. There's a lot of that going on. So you have to go to points bet if you want the minus three on this one. If you're going to play the Bengals, got to go to points bet. But you're laying some juice on that. You, it's minus 130, but you know, right. I, I'll, I'll actually ask you as the, as the expert here, minus 112 for minus three and a half consensus, or do you pay minus 130 to take it down to minus three? Yeah. So every half a point is worth a certain amount of juice. Um, and then not every half point, of course, is equal. So to go from three and a half to three is worth about uh, 20 cents or so. Well, there you so there you have right it. in that ballpark. There. Yeah, it's so right it's there. really it's going to be what your preference is. Um, I tend to just rather lay less juice personally. I think I think the the I think most people just err on the side of like I'd rather win the game. I look at the long term. Like if it's equal, if it's minus one thirty, minus one ten, which is about equal, um, I just I just play the minus one ten. I'd rather not eat the juice. Just, so just looking, personal preference. But. It has to be for you. It has to be a value to move down. Right. So I'm just looking at numbers like, you know. Yeah. Um, and Any betting angles be here good. for you on this game overall? There's no play for me here. Um, I, I think if I had if I had a side to lean on, it would be Cincinnati. Um, we've talked about Detroit at all. I mean, a, a bunch about how they're just seem they seem to look different. This Detroit team is they're playing hard. They like the coach. Um, Maybe that whole that the the whole um, culture in that locker room is changing a bit. They could have won easily could have won that game last week. Would have crushed a lot of people in survivor pools, uh, but they just left just a little bit too much time and and they gave up a fifty some odd yard field goal. But you know, give them credit for for coming back in that game where they really were getting dominated the whole game. But the defense played well. Um, is that is that a product of? Minnesota, who's now had a couple of bad games here. You know, they had the bad game against uh, offensively against Cleveland. Now a bad offensive game, not a great offensive game against uh, against Detroit. I think possibly. Um, if I if I bring the numbers up, basically what my numbers are saying 
as far as uh, DFS is we're looking at the wide receivers for Cincinnati to do fairly well. And that really means Chase, right? He's been the guy there. But the running backs for both teams should do well. Um, so this looks like it, just by me looking at the numbers quickly here, you can stack this game. Absolutely. I think, um, this, I actually like this game better than that core four game that we had. Um, what was the game that, uh, the Cleveland one, this is better than Cleveland that game. game. I like yeah. this game. Yeah. I like this game a little bit better. So, so, uh, as, um, Alan Isley was asking earlier about quarterbacks and potential, who do we play? This is a game where I agree. I, not I know Jared Goff, man. Let's not go crazy, but on the on the Bengal side, you know, there's some there's some angles here that are interesting for DFS. I, I totally agree. Number one, the game being a close one. Um, and I agree with you. You know, Samajay Pirine might be out this week, which means that for the Bengals, we probably get potentially a heavy dose of Mixon, assuming he's healthy. I think a heavy a heavy dose of mix-in against the Lions defense leads to 26-plus fantasy points. The only thing that needs to... they got to throw to him. And the, the, the passing to Mixon, if you take a look at what's going on here, you know, the targets to Mixon have been down. But I think that's just because they've gone to Pirine. So it's not been the greatest on the year, but I think it's because, they, again, because they've gone to uh, Pirine. So if Pirine is out, I think... Pirine has become the new fucking Gio Bernard, man. Like he's he's sucking up all the passing game work. But I think that we could get that mix and pop off week. It's not safe enough for like um, safe lineups that I want to build, tighter builds, as they say. But in a little bit looser, because we're we're speculating that he's healthy and that his 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 um, snap count will massively increase from this horrific twenty eight percent it was last week. But I think it could if he's healthy. So that's interesting. I think um, D Swizzles, DeAndre Swift, um, consistent 20% target share throughout the season has not fluctuated. That's a guy who's going to get, you know, that six to eight targets every single game at running back. You can't, you can't like deny that that's a great thing. And he does a little bit with them. I think, John, one thing of interest here in the receiving core for the, um, Lions is you just cannot count on who's going to get the targets each week. And I'll tell you, Wiz Khalif last week popped to like 25% two weeks ago. And then this week it was Amon Ross St. Brown. There's no knowing who's going to get the targets. Even Hawkinson, like there's no knowing. I don't know how you deal with this Detroit team outside of Swift. What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you basically said it. I don't I don't know what to do with the Detroit team outside of Swift as well, but I think you could play Swift in your stacks here. Cuz I I really like Swift in this game. Uh probably the probably my favorite piece of this game is uh is Swift. Goff kind of, you know, Goff threw the ball around in LA too, right? I mean, they had a pretty good wide receiver core and that was a, that was on a week-to-week basis, you get any of those guys could could go off. I don't think he's got quite the uh, quite the receivers here, but he hasn't really locked in on a, on a favorite guy. So yeah, it's 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 scary to um, to play. So I think what you were saying, like on a if you're playing um, a limited amount, if you're playing single lineups, like this probably isn't the game that you're going to be focused it's on. Too thin. It's too thin. 
Yeah, but I'll, I'll give you another I'll give you another warning sign or negative about this game. And and yeah, listen, I like the passing offense for the Bengals, but we've seen this Bengals team when they can lean on the run, they do that. And you're talking about so I like teams that are going up against like Tampa where you know they can't lean on the runs, they're going to throw a lot. Like in this game, you can lean on the run against uh Detroit and if the Bengals come in with this mindset that we're just going to go in, run the football and win this game, then you might not get the volume that you want, which is why this game isn't the stackability has to be game stacks. It's got to be built around a scenario where the lions kind of are playing really well. They're kind of taking a lead. Now the Bengals need to start throwing a lot more to catch up. So there is a scenario for this game, but the way it, the way it comes together, it, it involves the lions really doing well early and the Bengals not being able to lean on the run, which I don't expect the game to go that way. The way I expect the game to go is for the Bengals to lean heavy on the run early, and that will moot the fantasy production of these wide receivers. Sure, Jamar Chase can pop off anytime because he's Jamar Chase, so he's very playable. He's the GOAT, um, but as far as the other guys, you know, the Higgins and the Boyds, I don't. I think we're not going to get that target volume spike that we need to carry probably two or three of these guys into a nuts lineup, even one of them. So there's some interest here from a game stacking in GPP perspective, but it's not like a, what I call a single entry or a three max or what I call like my tighter build approach. It's not really going to involve too much of this game outside of maybe a sniff. Uh, if, if I find out that Mixon fully healthy and, and a full go, I actually think he's very playable at his price. So he's like a, he'll be just a good overall play. And you yeah, can play him in any line. Both both running backs. It, I agree with you. Mixon has to be given the uh, the full. We knew last week that he wasn't going to get um, a ton of uh, a ton of reps. But yeah. if he's going full reps, I'm almost it's it's not it's not good enough for that, right? I don't. I usually don't like playing running backs against each other. But in an MME, um, I don't mind having a couple of lineups where you're you're running back against running back in this game. I could. You could potentially see the scenario where both teams are just kind of running the ball, dumping it. Mixon, like you said, has not been a factor in the passing game, but I think he can be this week. So it, it, that could be an interesting, unique uh, type of play if you had both running backs. Yeah, really. But those are the two best plays in that game uh, for sure. All right, let's keep let's keep it going. Um, Texans Colts here, 43. There's not much going on in this one. 43 and a half point um, total, 10 point spread. Uh, Colts are home favorites in this game. Possible return of T.Y. Hilton, uh, who has destroyed the Texans specifically at home throughout his career. But I'm not sure it's the same guy coming off uh, injury that that, you know, he's just not the same guy. Uh, Texans played some competent offense for a couple of minutes against the uh, Patriots last week. Got us a little nervous. Survivor almost got kicked out of your survivor tournament. Got through by the skin of your teeth as Houston predictably crumbled at the end. But um, yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor smash spot, as Buffalo is saying here, potentially, I would say that's about it. Uh, maybe Brandon Cooks gets a couple of receptions. I don't know. What do you say? I would say that you can you can actually stack this game a little bit. You're going to be... <laughs> you're, really? Yeah. yeah. Who? Uh, you know, in, MM, in, in an MME situation. Um, but I think... This this is a cheap this is a cheap game that could potentially be a decent score. You know what I like in, I like tight ends in this game. Houston's been pretty terrible against the 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 uh, the tight end. So 
Um, if you're looking, forget the game stacks for a second. If you're looking at pieces, let me look at the because um, I haven't looked at the price. No, Ali Cox. Yeah, well, listen, Bobby had Mo Ali Cox. That was a Bobby Clinker um, on the uh, Wolfpack show, and he did go off that day. Um, and I used them. Look for some cheap options here for, um, but you know, Mo Ali Cox, uh, Aikens. And Pittman, Pittman's not very expensive. Um, he's kind of playable. I, I, I'm not getting on Aikens. I'm, what? I'm playing some, I'm going to have some, uh, I'm going to have some one stacks and some, and some mill stacks in my MMEs. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So listen, that's a try to take down a Millie. I don't yeah. love it myself in terms of like the play itself. Um, it, it was interesting, but you know, Brandon cooks has been fine. He's at 5,800. He's, he's playable. I would say, um, I don't love Davis mills last week. He was finding names of wide receivers. You've never heard of Chris Moore. Who the fuck is that? Um, ends up going on Chris Conley. We know who Chris Conley is and he ain't good. And he, he went off last week. So, um, you know, they had that big game, lots of, lots of success for David Mills, but I don't, I don't think, I don't, I just don't see it continuing. Colts have been, uh, Colts have not been good against quarterbacks this year when wide receivers and tight ends. So I think, I don't think Mills is that, I mean, he's just not as bad as, I mean, he showed signs obviously last week looked good. Um, what was the game against uh, the? Um, he only looked good last week. He did not look good in any previous game. It was just last week. I, I agree. Listen, he threw for three touchdowns, sub 5K. There's a lot of, but I mean, you know, this is still the worst team in football. I don't, yeah. It probably is the worst team in football. Actually, no. My beloved Jets are probably the worst team. In football. Eh, I don't know about that, but I think he's going to be able to do some things here. I think we're overrating the the Colt defense um a bit and I just think I think we're gonna see uh I mean it could be wrong but you're gonna there's gonna be no ownership here in this game and, and this is a game if you if you want to go um if you want to go a little different that I think you could take it's two it's two uh two defenses that have been terrible basically against quarterbacks and like I said I'm still focusing on tight end one of the tight ends is going to pop here in this game so I, I like that as a pump, you know, Aikens or something like that. Yeah. Farrell Brown. There. Let my touchdowns cheap. go. These guys are cheap for a reason. Right. You, so did you hear my, let my touchdowns go? I did, thing? Man, I you did, did hear that on the showdown. I don't like the appropriation. All right. Well, you know what? Whatever. I'm allowed to fucking appropriate whatever the fuck I want. But yeah, I would go. That's <laughs> these are the punt plays that I think could potentially win somebody a million bucks. All right. All right, let's move on. That game's a turd, man. Don't play too much. Jonathan Taylor, best no, player. No, don't go crazy, but yeah. don't don't dismiss it yet. Um Giants Rams 48 and a half point total. Rams 9 and a half point road favorites. We don't know if if I don't I mean Daniel Jones, Bitcoin, Danny Bitcoin, he's back for this one? I don't know. He might not play. We don't know. If you guys know who are watching this, if you have any info, has he been cleared of the concussion protocol or anything new came out since this started, let me know. But as of now, I don't know if Danny Jones is going to play. And I'm going to tell you, a Mike Glennon-led Giants team is not um, a good scene against the Rams. Vicious Aaron Donald coming at you with, you know, it's not a good scene at all. Not a good scene. Um, another concern in this game 
Yes, you are correct. Darrell Henderson. But um, another concern in this game for the Giants. So with Kenny Galladay on the shelf, you'll probably see the return of Sterling Shepard. But, you know, Jalen Ramsey is is on the Rams and he's probably going to shut down Sterling Shepard. I I don't think they put him on Kadarius Tony. Tony's running around all over the place doing crazy shit. So you're probably going to get Ramsey shutting down Sterling Shepard on the outside. Just not a whole lot of pathways to a lot of offense. Devontae Booker is no Saquon Barkley. This is a Giants team that is, um, you know, it's hobbled for this game. Do you bet it? Nine and a half points. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not betting the game. Uh, Daniel Jones is gonna play though. Like, all right. So if Jones is in the game, that's that's a plus. But you're still talking about a Rams defense here. Um, somebody's asking, is Tony for real? Yes, I think Tony is for real. Number one, can Devontae Booker do well against the Rams? I'm gonna say no to that. Devontae Booker gonna have a hard time. Might be cheap enough that you play him a little bit in a couple lineups. Do you play a Devontae Booker in a game like this, John, in your MME? Yeah. You can't, you know, you're not going to go crazy here, though, because you're expecting the game script to go against them as a big dog. Um, but, yeah, in MME, certainly, you'll have a, a few pieces of it. But I like, you know, we don't like to target too much the these big spreads because of game script, and we don't know, you know, team goes up by a lot, and then they kind of, you know, they take the air out of the ball. But, you know, I, I'm not I'm not averse to, to playing the Rams here in stacks and and coming back with uh with somebody on the giants i think this i, I think the game stack if the game stays really? tight yeah if the game stays within uh you know two touchdowns they're they're going to be scoring i the rams defense hasn't scared me uh this year now you know I, they've been basically mediocre the rams defense this year against uh now we'll see they might i mean yeah maybe I mean, they show right, up so finally looking, here against the giants but looking at the power rankings um, it does imply lots of offense. I think we're going to see it. I think I, I, I think you're going to see some offense in this game. I think, you know, there's a scenario here. Look, I think the Rams are going to score points. The question just becomes, can the Giants keep up? If the Giants keep up with them, this suddenly this becomes a game where you're going to get, um, you'll have the, the Rams stack with somebody on the Giants side. I mean, maybe it becomes a situation where Tampa was last week, which I liked. That game quite a bit as well last week. Brady went off. You had, you know, you could have used two receivers from the Bucs. The problem was you had nobody to come back with on the, because you weren't playing Gaskin with them. So you had no one to come back with, even though Miami put points up. Um, so I, I, you know, we didn't see that happening or some people didn't see that happening last week. I think this is a similar type of game. The Giants could put points up, kind of maybe not, maybe not threaten to win the game, but put it up, you know, they put the 24 points up against and give up for, I mean, they could easily give up 40 plus points in this game. So I mean, if that happens, this will be a really, um, yeah, this will have been a, a, a highly productive game from a fantasy point of view. So yeah, yeah if that does happen, I think you're going to get lots of goodness. Um, again, you know, I think Kadarius Tony is the only play on the giants. I, I like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Tony. Um, again, Sterling going to get shut down if he plays, uh, no Tony, by, Tony, Tony uh, singing from you. Uh, I, I don't know that one. What? Tony, 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 Tony. What the fuck is that? Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, it feels good. That's yes. All. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I was, uh, that's, that's like, that's, that's, that's R and B. That's not hip hop. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. 
So I forgot not, you were the hip hop. That's cultural appropriation. Culture. That's not appropriate. I'm sorry, man. I'm not doing that. R and B is not hip hop. It's two Dude, different you were, things. You were that was back in your club days, man. You it was back in my club days. Yo, it does. You know, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. I was like, is that what he's talking about? That yeah. one. Yeah. That one. No, I had. Listen, I, I left off a lot of raps. You know, there's there's of from this episode because I had like you know there's. I'm just saying there has been a lot of opportunity, especially in that Detroit Bengals game. I got a few guys that I have little songs about. Um, Gary Brightwell is not someone to be concerned with. You know, he's a tiny little man. This is not like a size of a running back that could ever actually be a threat to be a, a like a like a real running back in the NFL. I think he's I think he's 180 pounds, so he's a pass catcher. Um, Brightwell could get in there, but you know, it's going to be Devontae Booker show for the most part for the giants. And yeah, I mean, if you think that the game will be competitive, I don't like the massive underdog running back scenario. And I don't like Devontae Booker. Like he's just not good, but, um, overall, you know, he's cheap enough. I I'm actually curious as to what his salary is. It's uh 5,400. So yeah. Stop that. Um, yeah. What is he? 5,400. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. No, that's a no. But that's you know, no. I mean, they got blown out last week and he had, a, and he had a big week. So yeah, I, I like Darrell Henderson in this game. He's my favorite play in the game. So that that's the way, that's the way I think we go here in this one. All right, let's keep it going. Next game up. Do we have any more? Yeah. Vikings Panthers. This is a game I actually really like as well. This could have made a core four, except it's a 45 and a half point total. And um, Vikings one and a half point road favorites here. Both running backs, not sure what's going to happen. McCaffrey, maybe, maybe get a half-ass effort from him. Same thing with Dalvin Cook, maybe. And if we do, might get just a half-ass effort from him. Don't like it. I don't like it. Um, passing game, DJ Moore. There's no one on the Vikings to stop DJ Moore. They don't have that kind of a cornerback on their team. There's no one of that style. That could really slow him down. On the flip side, um, with the uh, Vikings, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, who, who's stopping him? So uh, a really interesting game here. What do you think from betting angle's perspective? Road favored Vikings coming off uh, an unimpressive game. A, a win, but it was, uh, did they win that game? They won with that field goal, yeah, late. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this one confused me too. And when I get confused, I get nervous. Carolina opened as a favorite. This game is now Minnesota as a favorite. It's kind of flip-flopped here. And I mean, did you expect that? Did you expect Minnesota to be favored at Carolina? No, I think they're I think Carolina at home, given that they're getting a home field three-point edge, should probably be like minus one and a half Carolina. That's Except, what I would I put. think what happened here was we saw old ghost Starnold rear his ugly head last week. And I think there's a reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have even thought this game would have been Carolina minus three, um, to be honest. So that so that line makes me take a pause here, uh, especially the fact that it did open as Carolina's slight favorite and then quickly moved to the Minnesota side. So I, I'm it's not a bet, but just into you know if you want to look into my mind and how I'm looking at these things, that that really um, makes me start looking at the Minnesota side of this game. A little bit more because I mean, what has Minnesota really deserved 
like if Minnesota came out and blew out Detroit last week, I would have said, yeah, I, I get it, right? They're coming off a big win, and, and they look at They didn't look good either, and they haven't looked good offensively um, um, the last you, couple of weeks. It's there. It's 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 in there. It just hasn't oh, come out can. yet. Yeah. Yeah. The, that offensive explosion, this is an offense we all know and love. We've been around this Vikings offense for multiple years. Not much has changed about it. It's the same as it was last year. It was the same as it was the year before. It's going to be Justin Je- well, Justin Jefferson last year. Before that, um, it was whoever. But it's going to be Justin Jefferson doing his thing, uh, You know, doing the Stefan Diggs role. It's going to be Thielen catching touchdowns. It's going to be a heavy dose of the run. Three guys. They just focus on the three. That's what they do in Minnesota. Let's, I think we have to talk about how good Carolina's been against running backs and against the run. And especially when you've got one of the best running backs, like Cook should be back, right? I'm not sure. Let's assume he is. Uh, what's the, You cannot like Cook in this game. All right? And um, I don't like a hobbled Cook coming back half-assed, no. split in time with Alexander Madison. I'll tell you against that right a off strong the run defense. So yeah, be really careful here. Um, even Madison, if if it's just the Madison show at sixty two hundred, um, I'd be uh, I'd be hesitant um, there as well. So be careful with the running back. Now McCaffrey, if, if if McCaffrey's in there, it does take time. I wouldn't expect a smash game from McCaffrey here coming out the shoot either. Um, generally, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but players coming off of that type of injury. Usually it takes a week or two before they get back to their uh, 100% um, type of projection. So you almost want to take like 75% of what their normal projection would be in a game like this. Yeah, I'm with you on it. Um, overall, I think actually the plays in this game, because of the sketchiness of just the opportunity for both for both running backs on both teams, I actually think we might get a half version of Dalvin Cook back just only getting 40% of the snaps. We might have something like that with McCaffrey as well. Um, so both are extremely risky from a how much they cost point of view. Um, unless we get some other information like on Saturday, like, no, nope, CM Sizzles, full go. Okay. All right, I'm in on that. You give me Christian McCaffrey full go at 8,800, I'm all about it. But if we're going to be like, hey, we're going to mix them in, but there'll be some Chuba and blah, 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 no good. Um, Vikings have a bye week coming up next week so it makes sense for them to not play dalvin cook here give him the two more weeks let him get fully healthy but they need wins so i don't know i don't know what they're going to do and coaches always make weird decisions but yes i think the play here is probably more dj Moore. get on that uh i'm interested in justin jefferson and more together as sort of a contrarian alternative little mini stack from a game very expensive to try to pull that off i don't really um see the need for playing sam darnold but you know if he runs in more touchdowns, I guess it's great, but that's like a GPP only hope and prayer. Yeah. I mean, Darnold going to run for another touchdown. Maybe, maybe. And I'm not on Kirk cousins in this game at all. So, so, you know, that's basically Carolina has been very good against uh, in, in fantasy point in real life and fantasy on defense. So yeah, they've been playing pretty good. They play shitty teams, but they've been playing pretty good. Dallas. Yeah. That that one game, that one game, but, but um, for the most part, it's not like, They've been shutting down the Chiefs or or elite offenses for the most part, but yeah, they're they're a, a much much improved defense uh, in Carolina. They're not uh, a they're they're a good defense. They're not they were considered like like a joke on defense last year, 
and now I would say they're one of they're a good defense, not an elite. Not I'm not I ain't scared of them. Let me let me be clear. I ain't scared of the Panthers. I'm not scared of them, but they're pretty good. They're fine. Like I'm not gonna not play players because they're playing the Panthers, but they're fine. But they're fine. All right. Another game. I'm actually interested in this game, John. It's a low total game. I usually don't get on low total games, but I'm interested in this one. It's going to be the Raiders taking on the Broncos. And we're going to go through a brief as I have a hard stop coming up pretty soon. But Raiders taking on the Broncos, 44 and a half point total, three and a half point spread. And just a couple of angles on this game. The Raiders, you know, uh, Chucky's gone, emails, the coach. I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't think it affects them in the slightest. So I want to, if you hear any narratives about the team and disarray and the coach and blah, 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 none of it. It does not matter. The team doesn't give a shit. The players don't give a shit about that. They're like, hey, I, I got work to do. I'm here to win. And so the, the team will continue as it was. So all of that, all of that narrative stuff, throw it out the window. Now, with that being said, you know, the Raiders, sure. I mean, their usual weapons are in play in a game like this. Um, I don't see why not. Darren Waller, okay, it's fine. I think they're, I think they're uh, from a betting angles, uh, John, I, I really love the Raiders to win this game. Not, not, I don't get why they're minus, they're plus three and a half. I mean, do you see that at all? I think, I think it's that because they think like the coach being fired is, is that what's up? What's going on here, John, with these lines? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think the public is going to put a lot of, uh, a lot into that. I, I'm with you on that. Where I don't, I don't buy into a lot of these off the field distract. Like it's just, I think it's good sports talk for the for the entire week. But yeah, I agree with you. The team. I mean, you're not. You know, you've got the coaching staff still there. That was there. You've got your, you know, your coordinators and your and your, um, your position coaches. Not much is going to change. I know Gruden is, you know, a pretty hands on type of guy, but. I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, no better, no worse here after after that. Now the line, the look ahead line on that game was like uh, was two and a half. Of, yeah, it was two and a half. Denver, and you can get it all the way up to four right now. I do think there's value there on the Raiders side. Um, I mean, I I think these are two middle of the pack teams, right? Uh, the Raiders weren't as good as the the start that they got off to. Uh, neither is Denver. Denver played a pretty weak schedule to start the season, but I don't, from a DFS standpoint, I, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. It seems like you like this game a little bit. No, I, I just think you could play a couple of spots here. Um, I really like the Raiders to win the game, and I don't think anybody's going to play Waller. I think Cortland Sutton has a little bit of appeal. There's nobody on the Raiders that's a great. I just think it's a good GPP angle because no one's going to be on it. Where like Cortland Sutton did it last week out of nowhere, he got you like thirty points. Like oh, who? Cortland Sutton? Okay, Cortland Sutton is that guy, and he can get you there every week. And Darren Waller, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be sucked into Kelsey, rightfully so, which leaves Waller under own. So it's more of a GPP um, leverage scenario in, in tournaments than anything else. And you could you know you could see a little bit. You could see like a Hank Ruggs deep pass. Something like that. No one will be on it. So there's just a couple of leverage spots in a game like this where, you know, some of these players from the Raiders, for example, and from the Broncos don't need a lot of volume to get you there. And so, you know, I don't think I'm going to play a ton of rugs, but 
I don't think I'll play very much of Waller either, to be quite honest. But I don't mind letting Cortland Sutton sneak his way into some lineups here um, because he does have that ability to pop off on occasion. I, I do. And, I do agree with you there. Um, leverage, leverage, because no one's going to touch it. Yeah. And there are some spots that could go off under the radar. MME only. Sutton would probably be my my. I like that even better than the Waller. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And but Waller, if if Kelsey, the problem with Waller is you've got to play him. He not only has to pop off, he has to pop off when Kelsey doesn't pop off. So he has to outscore Travis Kelsey. It could happen, but you're asking for quite an interesting and slim scenario that, you know, if they both go off, you didn't get any leverage and it didn't matter anyway. Uh, it's only it's only that slim scenario when one pops off. So it, it, it's it's thin, but that's how you win uh, the Millie Maker, you know, these thin scenarios. All right, last game. Did we talk about Cowboys Patriots already? Yes. Yes. There we is did. no last game. That was it. That will do it for the game plan. NFL week six, guys. Remember, as always, to check out our sponsor, Owners Box Fantasy, one week daily fantasy sports. Use promo code Drew9. You got to use the, the, the link in the description below and promo code Drew9. That allows you to get on their platform for free. You don't have to put in a credit card, no deposit, no nothing. They will put $10 in your account. You can play it this week. Promo code Drew9, it's great. Why wouldn't you do that? It's free, right? Do that. Number two, make sure you check out our sponsor, Sharp App, where you can get John's free bet of the day every single day. He's smashing, compare odds, track your bets, get the Sharp Academy training course. It's all free on the app. You can get props for every single game in the most beautifully organized format. It's much easier to use than having to go to sportsbooks to check it you can use that for your fantasy football decisions. You can use that for your daily fantasy decisions. And of course, you can use it for betting decisions if you're in a legal betting state. So please download the Sharp app. It's so easy. You just type in sharp.app. Yeah. You get to the website, click on the thing. You go to your you go to your um, iOS store. You go to your Android store. You type in Sharp app. Very simple. It's going to pop right up. You just hit install. It's easy stuff, guys. It is I, a I, free I app. You probably answer way more than I do, but I get people ask me questions, like start sick questions. <laughs> You can oh, use the props. You, to I'm going to start that. directing people. I'm going to say, download the app and then just do the calculations between By the, the two way, players. I think we're going to build that tool on the app. Yeah, I, I've talked about that because um, it's part of what I actually do um, in my own uh, DFS stuff. And that would be that would be an amazing, uh, an amazing yeah. tool. So that, I, I've really thought of it, too, and I totally agree with you. Um, we, just a very simple start sit tool where you can compare two players real quick and we can use their their props as our guide we can also just use our projection model as a guide it's basically works the same but um we can do that so look for look for tools like that to continuously populate what we do is we constantly come up with ideas for cool shit that we would want and then we build it and put it on the app so everybody can enjoy it too hopefully what we want to use everything that's on that app now it's shit that I just thought we wanted we're like hey I want I want to have this I want this line movement chart I want this I want that I want the handles all the stuff that we want, we're putting on there for you guys. All we ask is that you download it and check it out for free. It's not hard. Good stuff. So, and of course, get signed up for DFS Army. There's no better time for the Core 4 membership with MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL all happening simultaneously. No one does what we do for the price that we do it. The Core 4 is $49.99 a month. Go try to sign up anywhere else for those four sports. You're going to pay, you know, $80, $100. 
You're going to play $60 for each, $70, $80 per sport with an optimizer, projections, chat with pros, cheat sheets, everything that you need to smash in Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy. There we go. All right. That'll do it for the game plan. NFL week six. We will see you next time on the game plan. The best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets, casket is top. You be seeing helmet after helmet, helmet after helmet. First place, second place, fifth place, eighth place, twelfth place, fifteen, sixteen, twenty. So many helmets, you got blurred vision, we got too many. Dick the check, oh man, shit. <laughs> they got us fucked up. Army, regroup. We pledge always to have that edge. We don't fire warning shots. Competition just dropped. We locked and loaded before lock. Whatever the time, yeah. Do you even correlate? Being the best requires a willingness to outwork your competition. There's always someone smarter, faster, sharper, more naturally gifted to come.